0: CEO and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, connecting you with top performing agents for 2% commission. Each week, we bring you exclusive interviews with industry experts, covering everything from staging to negotiation strategies to home inspection issues and everything in between. Whether you're selling your home, a first time home buyer, or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast moving and ever changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, here's Larry.
1: All right, you guys, welcome to our hump day version of the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. And today we have an amazing show. So we have a great guest, her name is Margaret Gere and she is one of the founders and owners at Chicagoland Home Staging. And we are going to kind of peel back the onion, and we're going to take a look at how this $11,000, $2.895 million property, excuse me, 11000 square foot, $2.895 million property currently listed and under contract waiting to close, how it looked before we staged it and how it looked after we staged it. So we're going to kind of peel that onion back and give you a look at the hows and whys of how Margaret and Chicagoland Home Staging stages property and the psychology behind it, how they kind of walk you through the property. And I think she'll explain that whole yellow brick road theory. Uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to bring Dylan Kramer on here shortly. Before we do, I want to just thank our sponsors. So number one, I want to thank Trusted Agent USA, TrustedAgentUSA.com. What we do at Trusted Agent USA is we meld two things together. We meld together what consumers are looking for, and that is great agents to work with, top producing, top performing agents in their area that will work with them at a reasonable commission rate. We know we're hearing a lot about that lately. Also, we help agents find serious buyers, sellers, and investors without. The huge thousands of dollars it takes in customer acquisition cost. So we do all that for free with no obligation to either party. So check that out. I want to uh I want to also thank our other sponsors on the show. So, real quickly, that would be Dylan Kramer with benchmark mortgage. And Dylan Kramer is the Dylan is the branch manager at the Oak Brook, Illinois, Benchmark Office. Now, Dylan works with people all over the country. His office is in Oak Brook, Illinois, and Dylan's going to uh, help us take a look at what's going on in the mortgage business right now. And I want to bring something up that to talk to him about uh, regarding uh, the Case-Shiller Index and why the heck people think we're about headed for a housing meltdown in 2024. So we'll talk about that a little bit with Dylan in half a second here. And real quickly, I want to thank our other sponsor, and that is At Home Title Services. Listen, if you're a seller and you would like to save 50% on your title insurance Policy. When you sell a house, you have to provide free and clear title and a title insurance policy. For instance, on a $200,000 condo, I believe the card rate on that is $2,090. So if you save 50% on that, you're saving $1,045 right off the bat. So remember like someone once said, I can't help you if you don't call me. Give me a call 630-921-0611 and I will show you how to save 50% on your title insurance policy costs. And if you're an agent in Illinois, if you're a broker in Illinois and you want to find out how to become a registered title agent for free December 13th is their next virtual event. Go to at home titleservices.com and click on uh, uh virtual event and sign up for their next virtual event. I guarantee you'll be happy. You did. So that is it for our sponsors. Give me a second here and we are now going to bring on the man of the hour and let's bring on Dylan Kramer. Dylan, what's what up Larry? How are you, man?
2: Good. How's it going? It's fantastic. Just
1: rolling along today, doing another, you know, another day in paradise in the mortgage business. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. So tell me something. Wh- yeah. how How's your week been going since we last talked on Saturday? It's a little chaotic. We've
2: got a, uh, actually at the same time, we're on this call, we have a closing going on, uh, downtown in the city. And, uh, it's one of these, uh, situations where we've had a lot of, uh, Push and pull in the transaction, right between the seller and the buyer, and the attorneys apparently aren't getting along with each other, which is always a, uh, a, a nice way to go. That and never happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got a no money down buyer, and if, you know, so it's it, it's a whole it's a whole thing. But we're yeah. here, and hopefully, we'll get that done. Although I was uh, literally just getting messages from the one of the agents on the transaction as part of it. So that's been getting this loan to. The closing table has taken up a large chunk of the last two days. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think we're kind of settling
1: into some holiday quiet. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we'll see where that is. As always, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, once Thanksgiving comes and passes, then everybody's looking towards Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas shopping. I, blah, I think blah. there's a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah. Exactly. So, how about you?
1: Yeah, you know, actually uh, a lot of good things going on. I am listing with my associate, Michael Lafito. We talked about it before, after the first of of the year, this 151 acre Appaloosa horse farm out in Princeton, Illinois. I'm glad to see that finally hit the market. It's going to, it'll be coming on the market after the first of the year. We also have a condo coming on the market. I mean, this condo is ready to go. Is that Uh, the Naperville
2: condo you mentioned to me? No,
1: that's a different one. I'll get to that in a second. We have a condo coming up in, I believe it's in Lyle. It is completely rehabbed and has a renter in it for two years. So we're looking for an investor that wants to add another door and is a turnkey rental with an awesome is, renter is, in there. Is that the tenant that you got into that place just recently? Yes. yes.
3: Whoa.
1: Look yes. At that. So she's gonna have to be selling that place now. And uh it's it's a it's a great find for an investor out there. If you're an investor and you're looking for another door for your inventory, this is a turnkey deal. What's
2: the, uh, so a couple of, a couple of quick questions for you, Larry, for people who are listening, because I think yeah. that's a great conversation for us to kind of talk a little bit about what you and I are looking for as we talk through these potential transactions, both with home buyers and potential home investors. So what ballpark, what do you think the asking price on that place is going to be? Yeah. You so know I'm
1: still, I'm still running comps on that and I'm still, yep. so I, I don't want to say right now, but. Uh, the condo that I'm putting on the market in Naperville, which is a two bedroom, one and a half bath, also completely rehabbed, top to bottom, um, all stainless steel appliances, uh, indoor parking. That's coming on at two nineteen nine, right in the middle of Naperville. So right. great is, area. Is that,
2: what what is that place leased for? That place, uh, you
1: know. I haven't done, and you cannot rent this place out. So this right. is not. I'm just trying to pull some numbers, example.
2: Larry, to kind of give the people yeah. uh, watching an example of what we go through hypothetically, right? I don't yeah. care. I don't care whether it's the Lyle place. Like, what's the yeah. Lyle place rent for?
1: The Lyle place. Uh, let me think for a second here. You caught me off guard. Let me think. The Lyle place, I want to say she got it for two I'd have to look it up because I, I don't want to come off okay. the top of my right, head with no I hey, maybe, we'll, maybe there was this thing we'll do on Saturday we'll run through on this Saturday let's circle sure. back and do this because I want to get okay. Margaret on here in a second but um uh, yeah so condo coming on in Naperville two bedroom two and a half bath condo coming on in uh in Lyle uh I and that is an awesome place. Ready for an investor to take over and that 151 acre farm. And I almost forgot, I got a place coming on in the Adley E. Stevenson School District out in Buffalo Grove. We're going to come on somewhere around 770. And this is an amazing house with a very private backyard, uh, in ground pool, uh, 4,500 square feet, all hardwood. Nice place and okay. very sought after. So That's all for me. That's what's been going on in my life, as well as all the titles that I'm doing. I'm a title agent, too, as you know. So uh, I do a lot of title work for other agents, sellers, and I literally make them look like heroes because they get 50% off their card rate. On their title. So for instance, on a $200,000 condo, if they're selling a $200,000 condo, their card rate on their title insurance policy is $2,090. They're going to save $1,045 on that alone. Let alone right. what you can save if they go through a trusted agent at trustedagentusa.com. So, uh, hey, I have a question for you. Shoot. So I read something uh, yesterday where the Schiller, I forget what it's called. The Schiller index case Schiller index. Thank you. The case Schiller index. So they did this survey and there is a good majority of people out there that think we are headed for a housing crash in 2024. And I'm asking you because I don't know why. I mean, I was a very large REO broker back in the day, 2008 to 2017, and the dynamics of the market and the economic indicators aren't even close. So, where are these people coming up with all this fear that we're headed for a a, a, a meltdown in the home in the uh, housing market? Because I don't think we are. The media. That's what are we going to do with that? Look, I, you know what, Larry? At the
2: end of the day, the only thing we can do is combat that misperception with facts. And the fact is, uh, we, we've talked about this. And if you're interested in the chart, go ahead and text chart that I'll, to 630-708-7088. What's the chart? You and I have discussed the chart before. It's the U.S. birth chart which I share all the time. And it so it goes to show you that we have the largest population of 28 to 35 year olds kind of in the in the birth chart that we have had in since in a generation, right? in, in essence in 45 years, right. And so all those folks who were born, born basically between kind of 88, 92, 3, mm-hmm. um, we all laughed at them. 10 years ago, right during the housing crash, we're like, oh, they're living on their mom's couch. They're playing video games. They're doing this and thing. And they were because they were 20, but now they're 30 and they're coupled off and they have small kids and they have the beginnings, if not actual careers. And uh, just like everybody else does once they're 30 years old, and there's more of them than there have been in a generation,
1: mm-hmm. and they need
2: housing. And we've manufactured housing at a slower pace. In the last 15 years than we've oh did yeah. any time since again big um, time the, the baby boom in World War Two. Yes. And so what you have is more demand demographically for housing and less housing being created. And and so that's not gonna happen because even if the economy kind of pulls back a little and we have challenged folks in the economy, I would argue this if you've bought your house. Prior to 2023, even in 2022, mm-hmm. that same, those same Case Shiller figures talk about the idea that there's 5% appreciation on average in the last 12 months and yeah. 4% in the last two years. That means if you bought your house in 2021 and you've had four, average 4% appreciation for the last two years, you can afford to sell the house, pay an agent, pay the title costs. Put a couple bucks in your pocket, preserve your credit, and live to fight another day. Yeah. People go to foreclosure when there's no options. Yeah. Now, there's enough equity. And certainly, if you bought your house prior to the COVID crisis, and and so you bought in 2019- Forget it. You're sitting on some cash. He's getting on $100,000 in equity. Yeah. I'm going to pay an agent 30 or 40 or 50 by the time, depending on the size of my house or the transaction, I'll sell my- I bought for 350 four years ago. My house is worth four four fifty four thirty five, yeah. right? And so, at the end of the day, if I pay five percent to sell, and I get a great deal on title from uh, from uh, you know your title REO super, Property Consultant Inc. There you go. Yeah. Now, what you're talking about is I'm going to sell for thirty grand, and so and, and I've paid a mortgage balance off for at least three years. I'm I'm sitting at four five you know four percent or under. Yeah. Like you're gonna walk away with eighty thousand dollars in cash. Nobody's going to foreclosure. market into this inventory. Will you so please no, me. it's it's not a thing. Tell so whatever to settle down, please. Yeah. yeah, lighten up, Francis, is Thanks. my <laughs> response to that.
1: Exactly. All right, listen, we are going to bring on our special guest, Margaret Gear, and Margaret is one of the owners and founders at Chicagoland Home Staging. And like I said in our opening, we're going to peel back that onion and we're going to show what this $2.895 million, $11,000 listing listed by my uh, associate, Michael Lafito over at EXP Lux Group. Um, we're going to show what it looked like before it was staged, what it looked like after it was staged and what the psychology of that staging is. So without any further ado, let's bring on the one, the only Margaret Gear. Margaret, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. Hi Dylan. We are, we are hey, so Margaret, happy. How are you? We, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, this is Dylan Kramer. I work with Dylan a lot. Dylan's with uh, Benchmark Mortgage uh, oh. branch manager over there in uh, Oakbrook. So tell everybody a little bit about Chicago home staging, when you got started, where you're located, and then we're gonna jump right into uh, into uh, eight thirty staging eight thirty one Diane.
3: Uh, Basically, we are going into our 20th year staging. Uh, We've been around for a long time. Um, I founded the company in in 2005 and then uh, was kind of a lone soldier up until about uh, 2009. And then Kathy Lopovich became my partner in in, uh, 2012. So, you know, we've gone through a lot of different markets. We've seen a lot of different, um, you know, Buyers, sellers—we, you know, went through the crash. Uh, staging is super interesting. I think HGTV has put it on the map, so people yes. understand what it is now. Um, you know, it's interesting how people come to us um, and how we've evolved over the time. So we, we personally love the the uh, luxury market. We're one of the few in the area here that can actually service it. Uh, we're very boutiquey, though, so uh, we don't lose the. Um, the details of any project. I think the bigger you get, the more you lose the personal connection that you have with the sellers mm-hmm. and all of the people that are involved. Um, we have a team of, um, 14 right now. Um, we have a, a we're based out of Naperville. We have a 14,000 square foot warehouse there. Uh, we carry all our own inventory, uh, which we, uh, we call our furniture and our accessories inventory. And, um, we've got a pretty loyal client base and, um, That's it. That's basically our story. So there's been many ups and downs and many curves that we've taken along the way. But I've worked with Mike. Yeah, as always, right? Yeah, I've known Mike. Never a straight line. Never. And you know, I think that one thing that's kind of important is that we blend and turn and we service the current market, whatever it is. So whatever's happening out there and then, um, you know, we are kind of in tune to that. So staging works in just like mortgages do, you know, everybody needs a mortgage uh, in, and whether you're a buyer's market, a seller's market, whether they're selling fast, whether they're selling slow, whether the interest rates are high, whether they're low, we're kind of in, in the same sort of uh, scenario where people still want the most out of their property as they can get it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and staging whether-
1: Staging is huge. It is huge. Right. So it is a
3: common thing that's happening now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And what we're going to talk about today, this property in general, is going to prove how huge it is because uh, we had some great things happen. Michael had some great things happen with this property once we staged it, right? It was on the market for a while, Uh, but once we staged it, we... Lo and behold, we'll get into the story. I'm curious about something though. So, what's your partner's name again? Kathy Lopkovich. So you, Kathy came on in 2012, <laughs> which was right in the smack dab middle of that meltdown when I was closing 40 REOs a month. Yeah. How did that happen? I it's mean, kind how-
3: of a funny story. So really, you know, I. Um, I've always really loved the interaction with real estate agents and, and the public. Um, and I wasn't really that good with the back end stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I met Kathy just emails me out of the blue one day. She's just a soccer mom at the time. And, you know, out of the, out of the corporate world came from the corporate world, but, you know, stayed home with her kids and just emailed me one day and said, Hey, I'm interested in staging. You ever need any help? So, you know, one day, you know, fast forward three, four months later, and I just said, you know, I think I need some help. So I called Kathy and I'm like, hey, you available tomorrow? <laughs> you know, and you want to come to a house with me? And then it sort of evolved just from there. And um, we really connected and her skills are a little different than mine. So at the end of the day, we're running a business. So um, you that's know, a good
1: match. That's a so, good right, so
3: she's really got a lot of the, the business side of it and she legitimized our company and it's helped us really grow. And then I've really focused on the marketing and the sales part. And, uh, you know, so it was a match made in that. Yeah. So, you
1: guys perfect. do an amazing job. You really do. I mean, we have just had some great success working with you and I know Michael has used you on many, many of his properties that are typically over $2 million. So uh, yeah, we've, we've really seen some great things. I want to, uh, Hey, Dylan, anything you want to add? No, I'm, I'm gr-
2: grateful to get the background. I'm sure I'll have questions as we kind of start talking about the blocking and tackling of staging, but I, appreciate yeah. Kind of yeah. Front yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, so I read, here. I read a little bit on Margaret, uh, and their, uh, theory of that whole yellow brick road and you stage a home to walk people through it and and so now kind of uh, now you have my curiosity
2: let's go down that angle
1: yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that before we do I want to just share a couple of pictures real quick before we get into the videos I want to give people a little indication of this home. So this home is an eleven thousand square foot home. It was li- it's listed at two point eight nine five million. Uh, it's under contract now, so we're waiting to close. And um, but take a look at this picture. So this is the entryway into the in ground pool area, and I believe right around the corner here, to the uh, to the right of that door. Is the elevator which goes up to all floors of the property except the very top floor, the third floor. So it goes from the basement to the first to the second floor. Am I remembering that correctly, Margaret? Yeah. 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 So the thing that's really cool about this picture is this entire wall leading into the uh, leading into the indoor pool area, which I'm going to show you in a second, is all seashells. So I thought that was just a really cool kind of wow factor they put in this home when they when they built it and whenever they remodeled it or did anything. What do you think, Margaret?
3: I thought it was super interesting, too. Um, it's funny that what you think is interesting and what I found interesting, they're, they're a little different. But I, uh, yeah, that was a piece of art. Yeah. So, yeah. it really was something, a feature in the house that uh, stood for on its own. So, uh, yeah, it was super interesting, different.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to uh, switch this up a little bit here. And um, this is the indoor pool area. So, you have a little spa back here, you have the indoor pool. And, of course, and what I really liked about this space here was the wall of windows here and these doors, when you open these doors and with this wall of windows and really surrounded by windows, it almost feels like an outside uh, outdoor pool. It brings the outdoor in.
3: my extent, indoor outdoor, um, I love how you see this space on your memory. So I love how connected to the house, those windows you'll see on the top right-hand side, that's actually the master bedroom. So you can you know, yes. get a view of this from almost all these different angles of your house. So it was um, interesting. So if the kids are here and you're not, you know what's happening.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of look down on them and, and see what they're doing down there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, so we're going to jump right into the videos that I took. So I took before and after 360 videos of this property. So first we'll look, and we're going to concentrate on four rooms. We're going to concentrate on the entrance. We're going to concentrate on the uh, great room. We're going to concentrate on the kitchen and eat-in area of the kitchen. And we're also going to concentrate on that fantastic office which is just a really amazing two-story office. Um, So I'm going to bring that up here. Give me a second. So this is... uh, Give me one second here, guys. We are going to start, and we'll be able to start and stop this. I'm going to move these pictures here real quickly over here. If I can. Um, so we're going to, let's just start this real quickly and I'm going to, uh, it's going to start, I'm going to stop it shortly here because I want to get a really good look at the entryway. So this is the entryway before it was staged, right? Right. And the listen, obviously, this is an amazing home, right? I mean, the millwork, the the attention to detail throughout this entire property is just outstanding. But when even with the little blue thing, I forgot to pick up when I did the uh the video pre pre uh, staging it, um, but you can see the entryway is very dramatic. It's very, uh, It just, like I said, the attention to detail is amazing. And um, so as we go through it, you see we're going from the entryway, which leads right into the great room. So here's the great room that as well is not staged, right? The the great room is, uh, it's a gorgeous room it leads into, it looks down on the indoor pool area. What do you think of that great room when you first looked at it before you staged it? I think we lost.
3: Yeah, I muted you by mistake. So when we walk in a house, I mean, we're taking in the whole house. So really um, I, I, Recognized immediately the craftsmanship, um, the amount of uh, money they put into building this home. But when we're coming in, we're looking at the whole thing. So we're looking at the exterior, the neighborhood, the buyer, who the most likely person is that's going to want this. And then sometimes you get properties like this that they're over the top in an area that you might not normally see it. So I uh, and then what are the trends? What are the current builders building? Uh, you know, a three million dollar house. What is it? look like in 2023 versus, you know, 10 or 20, I don't know when this was built, but it was, uh, you know, with some features and colors that you wouldn't normally see. So I come in with a totally different eye. So obviously I thought it was grand. And uh, my immediate thought is how do I make this look like a family of 2023 can move in and make it feel comfortable? Right. So things have changed a little. So I was just like, all right, who's the buyer? What do they like? What do they want? How are they going to live? And then is it the same as the person who's selling it than the person that's buying it?
1: Yeah. So that's was, what it, I'm it, thinking. It was a very, uh, and I don't like to use this word unique because that could be a negative connotation too, but it's not. It's It's a gorgeous house, but it was very specific kind of to the people who lived there when they designed it.
3: Right. Am I so right? really, yes. And then when I'm looking at the buyer pool, who's buying a three million dollar house, and then what are what are they looking at, and uh, what it, what's in their houses, and then who who's the biggest buyer pool? So those are uh, some of the things. It was very formal. The house was very dark. So there, every house has positives and negatives, right? So mm-hmm. I let the positive features stand on their own. So we're thinking about what can we do to make it better. How it was on the market almost two years. So really. Yeah. it is, um, you know, I'm looking at it, you know, what should we accentuate? What should we um, try to bypass. So like uh, uh, that wall, I wanted to paint it, honestly, all the little boxes with the color. Now they did do some, a lot of work in the house. They painted the, the, say the foyer all mm-hmm. light color. So mm-hmm. I found the room very large and I thought that uh, it was overwhelming. So you didn't understand how the room functioned. Yeah. And then the, yeah. uh, the, the, the scale of everything was Huge, all of it. So wow. I went in, and I'm just like, well, how how do we make this feel warm and cozy, and how do we pull them in? So your 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 sight line was to walk in the front door, walk in this room, and walk straight to that window. So you walk straight back. You're looking around. So your your your, your mind went everywhere. So we tried to hone them in, slow them down, uh, uh, create a pace that would uh, match the the scale of this home, 11,000 square feet. So we're, we're trying to make the showing go from, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and a half. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so a lot of what we're picking and choosing. So that was my thoughts. Um, you know, what can I improve? Yeah.
1: Dylan, what do you think of this
2: home? Larry, uh, you know, I've seen a picture of this home and previous to this and it's just amazing uh, in terms of, the size and the scope. I mean, you know, you're always going to win me over with an indoor pool, but it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just amazing um, because you look at some of this stuff and and in some of these luxury properties, you just see stuff that you don't see everywhere else, right? And and yeah. both at the pool level and here in this room, these walls of windows, I, I think, really do amazing things for houses, and um, it, it's not something you see kind of in your average everyday house. Like the yeah. one I live
1: in. Yeah, you know, well, like we all live typically, but, you know, how many people live in a home like this? Let's be real about it. And, you know, Margaret, uh, you know, makes a good point when we've talked in the past when she says she stages homes for the masses. Am I right, Margaret? Margaret?
3: Definitely. I mean, it is very
1: strategic. So people think
3: that staging is more about making things look pretty and putting furniture in, but it it really has nothing to do with that at all. So really, we are trying to decide who that mass is. So there we figure out the demographic first and then there are tried and true uh, techniques, there's tried and true looks, there's tried and true, um, you know, placement that have just proven to work over and over and over again. So, yeah. w- you know, we're we're trying to take this, you know, saucer that we've created and, and put it in this house because it has proved to be successful. So, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of a different mindset that we're using. It's all about packaging it.
1: I love that whole idea of the yellow brick road and staging it to get people to, you know, really walk through the house, both both, literally and visually.
3: That think- whole yellow brick road thing kind of came back when one time I was trying to explain to somebody, you know, how we create sight lines and how we create um, strategic pathways. And so we, we create spots for people to stop, pause, look, move forward, stop, pause, look. Yeah, we're going to then-
1: we're going to see that now. I'm going to let this uh, run through a little bit. So you see how we're looking at the, we saw the unstaged entry and we saw the unstaged uh, great room. The great room then, of course, like we said, looks down on the indoor pool, leads into the kitchen. And then here's the hallway to the, to the uh, uh, bathroom there. Now we're going to see... What exactly, how did this transform and how did Margaret transform this when she staged it? So here we are, a picture of the entry when Margaret staged it or uh, video, but I'm going to stop it here so we can just kind of take this in and take some notes and let Margaret explain to us what was the psychology behind. And this is, you know, pretty simple stuff, what you did here, but it makes a huge difference. So what was the psychology behind what you did in the entry?
3: Well, in the entry, we did try to create a room out of the entry. So that if we can, and it doesn't matter if you're at a $300,000 house or a 3 million. So we do try to create a, a spot where you can stop, decompress, um, take in the house take your shoes off, get a brochure and kind of, uh, you know, wrap your, your, your brain around entering this home. And then um, we were really focused on a couple things because the wood color was a little red, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a very, you know, uh, ornate sort of vibe to it, which you're not mm-hmm. seeing in a lot of new construction. So we brought a little more modern, um, clean line light furniture to offset. So I was trying to bring the color of the trim into the furniture to lighten it up. Yeah, so there really wasn't a lot we did here, um, but uh, that was it.
1: But it warmed it up. It really warmed it up and, like you said, created that, like, sitting area, which gives people a, a place to, like, decompose when they walk in, right, or just kind of decompress, I should say, when they walk in and just kind of take in the home if they want, Or if they're waiting for somebody else that just walked in, something like that. But, uh, you know, I, I love the little table you put here. Now, when you put a rug like this in front of the door, is that just for the sake of, you know, people wiping their feet before they come in? Or is that there specifically to frame that entryway?
3: Well, normally, so in this case, the rug is really small because that entry was had rounded walls. It, you know, when you're staging, um, we're not always uh, customizing rugs to fat, you know, to fit the the area, right? So we had to use a smaller rug and we would normally use a bigger one. So we do try to frame the, the door, frame the space, and we do try to walk in two steps on the rug. So I don't know if you've ever walked in a house in the winter and you take a step into the, the house and your feet are wet you're full of snow and you're like, where do I go? You just stop dead right on that rug. So yes. there is a little psychology into that where let, we want people to feel comfortable the minute they walk in. So we do really normally want them to walk two steps on the rug, move aside, let the next person move in. So there's mm-hmm. this whole awkward entry when you're showing a house right there at the door. So yeah. we try to remove it and sometimes you can do it as easily as we just a wreck so yeah
1: yeah yeah great that's what i was thinking and uh yeah i mean this entryway just looks so much different stage we're gonna uh move on to the great room and see what exactly margaret did with the great room and why i think this it just makes such a huge difference when you're selling a property because it gives people a chance to visualize what this is. So take a look at this great room now, guys. This is after it was staged and I have some ideas, I think, about why you use certain things and did certain things, but give us a little insight as to not only the furniture, but the bookcases uh, you know, and some other things.
3: Well, what was really important in this and in the luxury market is that the scale is right. So you need to put front or we need to put furniture in that not only will this particular buyer, um, um, relate to. So, if you put things that are too small, out of scale, not expensive enough, uh, you know the quality isn't there. You're, you, we can cheapen this property. So, we can either elevate, support the number, or we could not do just the opposite. So here we did use these sofas. They're, they're expensive sofas. They're very large. They're a hundred inches long. They're very restoration hardware-y looking. Um, and then, um, even our coffee table, it's huge. It's a four foot square. So it was really important to use the proper scale. Um, we are very neutral in our, in our, um, staging, I like to say it's quiet. We like to be quiet. We're not trying to overpower. We're not trying to say, look at me, I'm the staging. So we're really not trying to let the buyer come in and focus on the staging we really want them to focus on the windows on the mantle on the you know the, all the uh the features that are there so we are uh, removing an objection to say where does my couch go where does yeah. my this go? where does my that go we're showing them so that conversation doesn't even come up it becomes about the property itself so all we're doing here is showing the potential of what a buyer could do so yeah. um people uh, on an empty room this room was ginormous so really when we put this furniture in it gave it proper scale that brought it in and you know before if you saw it empty your eye went up so now your eye is staying a little bit lower it is drawing you into the room so it really does multiple things yeah
1: the first thing I saw when I looked at this room was the oversized furniture because it has to be this room is so big and so huge when you walk in dylan with no furniture in there i mean there's an echo in this room
2: <laughs> you know the
1: funny thing larry is i look at the after picture is
2: and and margaret you made a great point about bringing your eye down like the thing i couldn't look away from in the before picture was that tv um over the mantle and you can't even tell it's there like it, it it's an afterthought in the after photo no pun intended
3: Right. The other thing you see here is you see the light fixture. So we are very like just the placement of the coffee table. Your eye goes there because your eye still goes to the little things, right? Still goes to the color, but then your eye will travel upward. So it there is like, uh, the, you know, it's not, it's yellow brick road in the sky. So it's like a, the way your eye takes in color things, objects. So we watch where we bounce things around the room and where we want it to move. So this helps the seller you know, like feature items, so like you know that's what happens here. Your eye starts low, but it travels up. I see a light fixture. I eventually see the TV here, but I don't see it right away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Either. And you know, even just placing things on the uh, in the bookcases and stuff, it just it just gives it a lived-in feeling without making it feel staged. That's what I really like about what you do. It doesn't feel staged. It feels like, you know, this is how someone would live here.
3: Well, that is part of our goal. So staging has really evolved over time. So it used to be very kitschy. You'd see little wine bottles here. You'd see, you know, uh, uh, just think props all over. So really now it has evolved, especially in the luxury market. It shouldn't look staged. It should look like it relates to the buyer. It should look real. So yeah. um, there is a whole era that it didn't look real. So that's the difference between working with a regular stager and a luxury stager. So if you're yeah. selling luxury properties, not you, you, need the right stager to fit the hundred percent, hundred
1: percent. That, yeah, that makes got, a lot of sense. Yeah, you've got to work with somebody that understands, like Margaret and her partner and her whole team does, understands how to stage these types of property properties and but margaret you also stage bread and butter properties too because yeah. that's important as well
3: yeah yeah we probably stage more in the, our average listing right now is 1.2 million it, it fluctuates from one one to one two sometimes it goes a little bit higher but that means we're doing a lot in the five six seven hundred thousand dollar range yeah. uh we're doing you know three four five million dollar homes uh probably I'd say the biggest difference is, is that not anyone can do the luxury, but many people can do the, you know, $500,000 house. Yeah. So uh, it just makes it easy for us. So our $500,000 houses look like a million bucks. So yeah. we invested millions of dollars into our, our, our inventory. So in our furniture that we use, so we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're a little more designer.
1: The way uh, that- the way this market is going, uh, and, you know, we talked about this on the last show, Dylan, you know, prices went up 3.4% uh, year over year, end of October. Yeah. So, um, or month over month, excuse me, uh, end of October. So it's not going to be long before a million dollar listing is going to be a bread and butter listing. <laughs> it used to be 400000 and right. it's just, you know, it's just crazy how the, how pricing has evolved Throughout yeah, and they're not going room. down no matter what people say. we're not going down we're not going down so let's uh let's keep this rolling here and so yeah i mean this room looks amazing uh i i just was blown away by how comfortable it was for such a large room that's not easy to do um, so now we're going to go and we're going to take a look at the office. So this is the office that is not staged currently. So we're looking at it uh, from when, before it was staged. So this office has amazing uh, woodwork, amazing attention to detail, but you're going to see it is you know, an empty space, a big empty space with a desk in it. And actually this office has a sitting room right off the office as well with a fireplace in it too. So if we look at this, uh, what now, when you looked at this, when you looked at this space, I kind of, you know, when we see the, the staged version of the video, uh, you'll be able to get into why and how you did that but here you go, it's just a big blank canvas, right?
3: I looked at this and thought, oh my God, look at all these bookcases. Yeah. I I was like, how do we make this look um, modern and today, and speak to today's buyers with all the wood and all the bookcases, not, not how not to clutter it, but yet show the beauty and the uniqueness of it. Um, so it was this to me was a harder realm. Um, we didn't want to overdo it. There is a very fine line between what you, you know, looking good and overdoing it, not doing enough. So we did decide to focus on just a couple areas of this room and leave some of these bookcases empty. Uh, so it just didn't become a massive amount of clutter and, and we are selling the bookcase. So, uh, you know, we keep it super simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a gorgeous office, right?
3: Super unique. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an office that looks like this with a little balcony, the sitting room. I mean, they're uh, um, yeah. So,
1: up here, guys, you know, when, when, we, when we first walked in here, there was that staircase we saw, right? Well, that staircase, yeah. that winding staircase, leads up to here where and this is a library <laughs> upstairs. Right. It's a second right. floor library, and I mean, it's a library. <laughs> Right.
3: So you would walk in this house and you're like, if you were not a collector, you didn't have all these. You're like, what do I do with this space? So there is a good, Yeah, there's a good and a bad here. So our job is to make it look like every buyer wants it. Every buyer could use it. Take out this weird objection that would be what would I do with this space? Let's show them. And then. Uh, I mean, that we we look at every room where is there an objection? Yeah. Can we fix it?
1: Yeah. So this is it unstaged, guys. And um, now we're going to take a look at what happened when Margaret staged this. So I want to stop it right here real quick and take a look at this. Because the thing I, you know, how you said, you know, there's a lot of bookcases in here and we're trying to figure out what do we do with all these bookcases? Well, if you notice here, Margaret put one item in this entire book. And I love this because it draws your eyes to the beauty of that woodwork and the bookcase as surrounding the fireplace but it's not overwhelming. It's not a bunch. It's not like my house where on every one of those shelves you have like 3,000 things, right?
3: funny thing is I didn't really want that thing. It ended up there because we don't want to make it look odd, but there it is. <laughs> you know? so yeah. it is. We're not perfect either. So I didn't think it was perfect. I'm glad you thought it was okay.
1: <laughs> but, I loved it because it brought your eye to that detail of these you know, bookcases and then the fireplace, but it didn't overwhelm you with things on every shelf and books on every shelf and things. So I thought that was pretty cool. Talk, I'm going to let this roll a little bit and uh, talk about the seating arrangement and exactly, you know, how you came up with this. We,
3: first thing we did was add a rug so we really wanted to ground the space uh, the rugs kind of identify the room size can make it feel bigger make it feel smaller so we needed the appropriate size rug also lightened the room up so there was a lot of wood on wood we do always try to balance the heart and the softscape so this this room had no softscape at all so that 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 part that makes it feel warm and welcoming is the softscape so we did that first um, and then we used their desk so you can see we did stuff in the bookcases over here Uh, we try to make things look either finished or leave it alone so um so basically uh the scale of the furniture again that we brought in was very large yeah um, and um you know i
1: sat in that chair when i was doing an open house and uh, I was gonna do a little video of myself, and we all know I, I'm vertically challenged. I sat in that chair and I felt like you know, one of the Lilliputians from uh, whatever that movie was. It's it, it, funny, Gulliver's Travels, baby. Yeah, it, funny, yeah. <laughs> funny, is, funny is funny is all I honest to God. I, I looked at the video and I said. No, no, no! I cannot use this video. Yeah, it's big, right? Oh my God, that chair is huge, but it has right. to be. It right. has to be. It's um, like
3: five feet tall, I think. <laughs> it's like what's four. That? It's almost. It's like four and a half feet tall. It is big. It is.
1: It's <laughs> huge. Well,
3: um, we put but, a regular chair in there, and it looked like miniature. You, oh, yeah, like, you yeah. Know, you needed to have like you know, it didn't look right through the whole room, out of balance. So. Um, you know
1: yeah again no, we don't it, want it, people to
3: focus on the furniture but it is to scale with the desk
1: it looks awesome but you know i think the area rugs make a huge difference too it creates that setting right
3: yeah there is a lot of you know in the staging world there's a lot of different opinions but a room like this needed uh needed something to break up the wood. So you might love wood, but you, you know, you, it, you, you can have too much. Yes, so I'm I sure agree. the next homeowner would put, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do and someone might not put a white rug in there, but uh, you know, they're going to see how a rug could easily fit.
1: Yeah, and right off here, guys, you can see to this room right here to your left, that's the little sitting room. And there's also a little wet bar in there and a fireplace in there that maybe you could go in and have a, you know, Dylan, we could have two fingers of uh, scotch in there before we actually do some business in the office, right? (laughs) Sign me up, baby. (laughs) Exactly. All right, (laughs) so we're going to move on. That's the office, staged and not staged. And we're going to move on now. Um, This will start going in a second here. We're going to take a look at the kitchen before it was staged. So you could see now that we're looking into the kitchen from the great room, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Margaret? I think that's
3: the dining area, honestly. that That's like the, the dinette area. Of the- oh, that's
1: right. I'm sorry. Thank you. We're looking into the kitchen area now from the eat-in area or the dinette area of the kitchen. So uh, give me your thoughts real quick on what you saw when you looked at the kitchen before it was staged.
3: As amazing as it was, the floor had a lot of... Uh, um, interesting comments. Uh, It was not necessarily a positive. Also, the room was really dark. There was not a lot of natural light that was coming through. The beams, the woodwork, the um, amenities in there were amazing. Um, But there were some few things that we were focused on. So we did um, try to lighten it up again. So we were um, trying to add different elements, bring some light things in, uh, really, that was basically it. So it was gorgeous all on its own. But uh, we, the, the all the windows had shutters too. So you know, shutters actually they were really popular for a long time. But they do block a lot of the light coming in. They don't really ever open. So I actually, in a perfect world, would have removed them. But um, in this case, it wasn't possible. So we opened a lot for. Um, showing. So I opened yeah. a lot of them. So it made a huge difference. It's funny, people want light and bright, you know, they want to walk yeah. in and go, "Oh, it's so light and bright. And then they move in and we'll shut everything down, you know, but, but really, uh, uh, just human nature, we want light, bright, we want to, um, you know, see the outside, we want to bring the outdoors in. So even just that window there with the shutters, you don't even know what's out there. And they're yeah. open.
1: Yeah. So this, as we were spinning around here, it looks into the right here is a sunroom with another uh, with another uh, fireplace in there. So now we're going to let this play out here with the kitchen and we're going to see what what exactly this looks like once staged. So here, what do we notice immediately that you did here?
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> well, not I'll tell you
1: what I noticed. I, like you said, bringing the color of the trim in, like just putting these white pillows here and this table in with the uh, with the white chairs around it with the white fabric, uh, just lightens this room up, which like you mentioned, it, it was it was kind of dark.
3: It was dark and we're using like the oval table. You know, you this is a walkthrough space. So we were trying to make the traffic pattern getting through room to room. We wanted it to tra- you know, to travel through feeling good. We didn't want anyone to feel crowded. Um, I and what it's interesting to me as I see this is that we stage two different ways. We stage for the camera, and then we stage for in person. So some of this actually photographs a little bit different than it feels in person. So mm-hmm. we're really focused on both. We want them to have amazing marketing photos, but um, there are triggers in the house as you walk through that create emotion. They they create a reaction. So we try to control what the reaction is, help people visualize. If If a buyer cannot visualize living there, they will not move there. Yeah. So you can have an amazing pool, you can have an amazing basement, but if they don't like the kitchen or they don't like where they're living, they're just not going to move in there. So there are triggers that are there, and then online. So uh, the video is hard to see the uh, the true feeling when you're in the space.
1: Yeah. Well, videos and pictures never do justice to you know yeah. actually being their eyes on the ground. But Dylan, one of the things. About this that uh, Margaret did here, that I really, really think made a huge difference, was something pretty simple. You just put these stools in around the uh, the island, which really just lightened things up as opposed to the chairs that were there previously, right? Well, I, you know what, Larry, I think
2: it adds. As it, for, I, I think the thing that does really, really well, um, more specifically to me, is it makes it a casual space where you can see your family sitting around, rather than the more formal space that the previous ones kind of presented. And and I think that for the average buyer, especially in kitchens, like they just see a, a, a an element of kind of casual family living is always important. Yeah,
3: that's a really good point because today's buyers are, so that's very intentional. So today's buyers and the, and the trends that are out there are more casual. So the formal spaces, we, we don't see as much anymore. So our goal was to make this app more casual and then luxury casual, but we want people to actually see themselves relaxing, kicking back, living in the space versus a museum. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you guys just knocked it out of the park. I mean, it just made all the difference in the world. Let's continue on here real quick. Another
3: interesting thing that while you're spinning is that I'm constantly, after all these years of staging, I'm equally as amazed that it works. So I come from a design background, so the staging was fairly new. So I I would say that I'm, to today, just amazed how... Often and how well it works. So yeah. it's the one thing that a seller can do that will make a huge difference in the way their property shows online agents. It creates their brand. Um, it, um, uh, your photos, your marketing materials automatically look good. You're putting dollars into things that actually give you a return versus not. So even if you're living in your home and it's um, you're putting it on the market, the things that you can learn from a stager make a huge difference. So yeah. uh, it is a huge ROI on that.
1: You know, I'll tell you something, and this is, you know, I wanted to make this point. So this house was on the market uh, with Michael for what, about two years, Right. I think so. And we got, there was some pretty decent traffic there. I mean, I always had a lot of good traffic there when I hosted any mm. open house there. Um, and I got a lot of the comments that you mentioned when it, it came to, you know, the kitchen was a little dark and all this. And I think what you did really, really lightened that up a lot and did a lot, as, as did the great room and the entry and, of course, the, the office as well. But um, so what happened with this particular home and which goes to how valuable staging is, is that we had an. this house actually was under contract for quite a while and it fell out and then it came back on the market. Someone took a look at it when it wasn't staged. They came back and looked at it when it was staged and they put a contract on the property. So, and it I was
3: mean, amazing that this particular property they bought everything too. So that this particular yeah. home, this buyer is uh, purchased everything in there.
1: Wow! So did they? Now, when you say that, this is interesting. Did they purchase your staged furniture? Everything. No. Yeah. There you go. So Have actually,
3: you- Mike likes to, to everyone to know that his last two properties that he staged or that he, he, we did with him, they both bought everything. So not only did he sell them both after they were on a period on the market for a period of time, to me, that doesn't matter. So when we see a property, I don't even care what the days on market are, but uh, our stats are still the same. And then, um, but yeah, they, both of them. So we we rule, but we will uh, do that. So it's an incredible bargain for the, for the um, new homeowner.
1: Yeah, that that is amazing. I did not know that. That is really uh that's a really interesting fact. Hey, so tell everybody how do they get in touch with you? Listen, you guys, whether you're staging a you know, two to five million dollar home or whether you're staging a five hundred to $1 million dollar home, Margaret is going to give you ideas and and give you options and show you how to create these sight lines. And help people walk through your property and take that yellow brick road. Um, How do people get in touch with you?
3: I would say, uh, you know, they go to our website, which is Chicagoland.com. Home staging. Um, people can call me. Um, I maybe in the comments or somewhere, uh, our office number is 815 577 2233. They can call our office. Uh, we offer consultation services if you're living in your home. We offer, um, uh, sometimes we do partial where you, you just need some help. Everybody needs something different. And then all the way to vacant. And we do all price points. We work with builders, investors, homeowners. Um, real estate agents you know so we pretty much work with everybody
1: yeah michael michael wanted to drop a comment and just said hey great job on the on the <laughs> staging because you really did i mean you you really oh. knocked it out of the park with this one so yeah, well, i'm um,
3: glad it really worked it's all about the success it's not about staging it's about getting it sold so if if uh if mike or you are successful we're successful
1: absolutely so, uh like I always say, it takes a village, right? Yeah.
3: Right. Right. It does. We're definitely team. We're definitely team. You need a mortgage yeah. person. you need a stager, you need title people, you need, you know, you need your team.
1: You need and them once all. you have your
3: team, uh and then mortgage than... brokers. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. You're in the club. <laughs> yeah. You're... You can't get anywhere without you.
1: That's right. Listen, yeah, you know what?
2: Only a few people can buy cash properties.
1: Right. So, yeah. Right. And you know, the luxury market is still pretty hot it really is it's a, it's running about 5 to 7% hotter than the bread and butter market so uh, people are out there buying luxury properties and part of that is they move money around differently they don't worry so much about interest rates and it, it's just a different you know it's a different kind of purchase at that at that level listen i want to thank you for taking your time to join us this was amazing and i know everybody really really uh appreciated you being here and taking a look at this phenomenal property that Michael is waiting to close.
3: Yeah. He called me while we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Hmm, do I answer?
1: (laughs) No, you don't answer. Okay. Margaret, thanks again. And uh, obviously we'll be doing business with you down the road here shortly.
3: Sounds good. Nice to talk talk to you guys. Thanks, Margaret. We'll talk to you
1: soon. All right, Dylan. So, what do you think of that? Is that an amazing house or what? It's fantastic,
2: and I, you know, obviously, I, uh, you know, I, you, we're preaching to the choir here when we talk about the value of staging. But um, it, it, it's not just this house, and it's not just Margaret. Um, although anybody who is looking for new staging should certainly reach out to her because she's obviously. Oh yeah, she's what amazing. She does. But the thing is that people for all the time that they've spent watching HGTV over the last 15 or 20 years, they still walk into houses that are empty and can't picture it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really, you gotta,
2: you gotta paint that picture for folks. You just do.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't take a lot of staging, you know, bringing stuff in. Sometimes it's about taking stuff out. Right. You know, so it really,
2: yeah. Well and, and look these the the as you refer to them the, the the bread and butter houses in the market, right? Like they're going to turn around and find themselves um, able to make, you know if it costs you thousand dollars to stage a house, it's not cheap. But if your house sells for 10 grand more at a 450 price point, is it worth it every single time,
1: right? Absolutely. And that was really an interesting fact that Margaret brought up when she uh, mentioned that they bought all of the staged furniture, which which I think is ingenious, because I think that that furniture, you're not going to do any better than the way that looks.
2: Well, I also think that that, that's a a, a unique element of the of the upper bracket market or the luxury market. Right. is, Is that because. Those things can be, look, that can happen in any transaction, but when you're getting a mortgage, you can't finance it in. And most of those higher end properties are not necessarily mortgage transactions or they'll buy it today cash and then put financing on it in six months when they get around to it because they have the liquidity. And so it's just a different market and a different game that folks are playing. And that's
1: great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, as always, it's been amazing to have you. We'll see you here on Saturday. Uh, and I got,
2: I got some math for us on Saturday, Larry, we're going to do the math. On we're going to do well, we're going to do the math on this
1: investment property, but I also want to talk about PMI. Awesome. Awesome. I right, listen, have an, a great day. And, uh, if you need anything, call me, I will certainly do the same with you. And, uh, we will talk soon. You got it. Thanks buddy. Okay, bud. See ya. All right, everybody. So, uh, we're going to wrap this up real quick. I want to uh, thank everybody for joining us today to take a look at this spectacular house that uh, Michael Lafito list, has listed in Naperville. 2.895 million, 11,000 square feet, staged it, sold it. If you need the best stager in the Chicago metro area, you want to call Margaret at Chicagoland Home Staging. I don't have her number off the top of my head, but go to her website, Chicagoland Home Staging. Look it up on Google. She does an amazing job. I also want to remind everybody that if you look at the little ticker below, if you want a lot of your real estate questions answered, here's what you do. Text the word BOOK to 630-921-0611. Just text the word book, and I'm going to send you a free copy of the ebook of the top 10s of real estate 32 top 10 proven real estate lists that will maximize your profit when you buy, sell, or invest. And remember, if you're selling a home and you want to save 50% on the cost of your title insurance policy, which can be substantial, like I said, on a $200,000 home. Uh, on a $200,000 condo you're selling, your card rate on that policy is about $2,090. When you work with my company, REO Property Consultants Inc., we will give you a 50% discount on your title uh, insurance policy. In that case, it would be somewhere around $1,050. So, having said all that, you guys, I want to again just thank you for joining us and, uh, Be good to yourself and have a great week and join us on Saturday at 9 a.m. where we're going to do some math. All right, you guys, take care. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shackman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475 145 Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience.